Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Out the Box Podcast. I'm your host, Jaylen, and I'm so excited for you to hear everything I have to share with you today. Today, we are going to be talking about why we are so addicted to our phones and the effects that music has on your subconscious mind. As always, while you're here, make sure you follow me on Instagram at OTB underscore underscore podcast for updates and future content. All right, so the social media portion is going to be centered around a documentary called The Social Dilemma. You can find this on Netflix. It's in like an hour and a half of information. And I think this information is imperative and it's a perspective that we all need to hear, including myself. Um, I believe the majority of us do have some kind of social media addiction. And I try to be intentional and not doing this. But the first thing that most of us do when we wake up is to check social media. We're all in a cycle, right? If maybe you're in an awkward situation, you might retreat to your phone and just scroll on Instagram or something. And that can be like a coping mechanism for anxiety. Um, You can get on social media and you look up and it's been a whole hour of you being glued to your device and not even aware of what's going on around you. And I know a lot of people can relate to this, but sometimes I'll go on my phone to do something specific and then I unconsciously open a social media app and I forget why I originally got on my phone. So our phones control us in many ways. And the first step to breaking this addiction is to become aware of it and to take control of it. So the social dilemma documentary, there were personal stories and interviews from many people in the industry, right? The tech industry. They interview interviewed a former Twitter executive by the name of Jeff Cyber. And he stated that every single action you take on your phone is being carefully monitored and recorded. As I have my phone sitting right here. <laughs> but so you know how you go on the internet and you might look up coffee shops near me, right? Then you get an Instagram and all of a sudden you're seeing all of these coffee shop ads. It can even just be listening to some shit you talk about, okay? Because these phones and these devices are always listening. Last year, around Christmas time, I was talking about how I wanted a gold herringbone chain. Not even an hour later, I'm on Instagram and I see ads for Pandora's gold herringbone chains. I mean, like, you can't make this shit up. So then he goes on to explain that these they individuals compete to build prediction models to predict your actions and what kind of content you interact with. So in the documentary, they illustrated this with a team of three people who are monitoring a teenage boy, right? So they're just going back and forth, bouncing off of each other. Like, okay, yeah, I know he would like that. Let's post, let's keep the post going. Oh shit, his scrolling is slowing down. We got to lock him back in. This ought to do it. He a skateboard fan, boom, epic skateboard fails. So now we got another five minutes of engagement when he was just a half second away from putting his phone away. This is also relevant when you're not even on your phone, okay? If you have your social media notifications on, um, which I personally don't because I don't want to see that shit, but if you put your phone down for too long, they'll send you notifications to reel you in. 
hey, this person is on live. Hey, this person just posted a picture. They're going to give you some reason to open your phone up, right? So um, on the documentary, they actually have GPS coordinates on you and everyone around you. So they know that this teenage boy has a crush on this specific girl. They look at their GPS coordinates and see that they're in close proximity. So they send him a notification and say, hey, your crush made a new post 12 hours ago. Come check the shit out. Now he's back on his phone and most likely he's going to spend a considerable amount of time going through this girl's page and her hundreds of pictures. Furthermore, you also get monitored on how long you interact with certain content. So. If you're scrolling and you only look at every post for about a half second, right? But then you come across a post with a golden retriever and you interact with that post for seven seconds, you're going to start seeing more and more golden retrievers on your timeline because they want to keep you engaged and addicted to the app. So he goes on to explain that they, and I don't really know who the fuck they is, I don't know if we got our own little personal agents or if he's just referring to the phones. I don't know. But they know what kind of mood you're in. They know when you're asleep, what time you usually wake up, if you're an introvert, an extrovert, if you're happy, depressed, if you're having a good day, a bad day. They know your personality characteristics. Your phones basically know you better than you know yourself. And that should be terrifying. The overall perspective of this is to recognize psychology and how vulnerable the mind is. So when every time you go back to the top of your timeline and you refresh to get new content, no matter how many times you refresh, you know you're going to get something new, right? This releases a chemical called dopamine. And dopamine is a chemical in the brain that releases when you experience any kind of happiness or pleasure. And what are most people going to do when they find something that creates pleasure? They're going to want more of it. They're going to seek out more of it. And if it's always accessible to them, it will become a what? An addiction. Exactly. So the overall process of social media uses a psychological tactic called positive intermittent reinforcement. And this is basically a delivery of reward at regular intervals. So you don't know what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get something, right? So the guy in the documentary, he compared it to slot machines. Like, you know, every time you pull that lever, you just might get a reward. You just might get something good. So basically, they're tapping into a part of your brain that you don't even realize exists. And this part of your brain is called the extended amygdala. And they can be directly responsible for developing addictive behaviors. Now, I want to move on into the next segment of the episode, which is the psychology of music and music frequencies. Now, what are frequencies and what does it have to do with music? A frequency is defined as the rate at which a vibration occurs, either in a material or in an electromagnetic field. So basically, it's the vibe of the song. Vibe is short for what? 
vibration, right? So you know what some when some shit got good or bad vibes, or when somebody calls something low vibrational, this can be applied to everything around us, including the music we listen to. I need everybody to understand that the music you listen to and the things you like come out of your mouth when you are singing these songs all have a direct effect on your subconscious mind. You can say, no, I listen to this music all the time. I'm straight. That's why it is your subconscious mind. You know how your teacher not there and you get a sub? That's not that's not the real teacher. Because it, it, it goes undetected. That's why it's called your subconscious mind. Because when you're conscious, you're what? You're awake, you're aware, you're walking around, you know what's going on, right? So if something is affecting you on a deeper level and you're going to be asleep to all of it because you probably won't even notice new behaviors, thoughts, or habits because it's now embedded into your brain. So I want to play this clip from Tentation. I think I said his name right, but um, I'm not sure if this is from an interview or what, but this is what he said about music frequencies. Now, of course, to really be effective, we need to use the proper words and phrases scientifically selected but that gives you the basic idea we embed messages just below the threshold of perception so they can go directly into the subconscious they so if you listen you heard they embed messages just below the frequency of perception so that they can go directly to the subconscious mind that means that if hidden messages were played at a louder frequency in which you could decipher it, it would give you too much time to think about whether or not you agree with it or you want it to apply to you. So for this reason, they send it directly to the part of your brain where things go undecided and you can't fight it. So let's take, for example, the intro to Soulja Boy song, Shootout. This is a public service announcement. Shootout is a dance and is not intended to incite any violent behavior. You will. Hey, this is boy Soldier Boy. All right, so most of us know that song, right? It's technically called Let Me Get Them According to YouTube, but that's really what they want you to think because we know that shit is called Shootout. Anyway, they just think about the fact that they even had to put this disclaimer at the beginning of the song. That's because they know how effective these frequencies are. And if some shit was to pop off as a result of this song, that's like their insurance cover. That's their like, we warned y'all and we said we didn't really mean it like that. So technically we cannot be held accountable. That's exactly what that is. Um, but this is in no way saying that music is a bad thing. Music is amazing. It can help us heal. It helps us feel better. It helps us channel memories that will otherwise be lost. Um, when you hear somebody talking about having like a great night out, nine times out of ten, there was music involved because music feeds the soul. But just as much as it can feed the soul, it can drain the life and purity out of it too. Now... I'm a D girl, okay? I was born and raised in Detroit. I grew up on the east side. I went to Detroit Public Schools. Shout out to Cass Tech, period. Um, but I grew up listening to violent music. The most popular music around me was most likely encouraging some violent or 
like skeezer like behavior you know and it was very degrading to women like our dog hoes not just one but all hoes yeah i was singing that shit bar for bar in like sixth grade but anyway as i've gotten older and wiser and the more sensitive i've become to what i consume i literally can't listen to music that implies anything about violence because that's what happens when your vibration is so high that you can't even stomach those low frequencies right i can't even bring myself to repeat some of the lyrics to the songs that i used to bang all day because i've also come to know how powerful the tongue is and how words are spells so i will never repeat something that i don't believe in or something i would never do y'all know how when people act in scary movies and suddenly their mental health declines they're having nightmares and they feel dark energy around them that's because your body cannot tell the difference between acting and real life so whatever you immerse yourself in it will apply to you so i was obviously that means that your mind cannot tell the difference between you just singing some lyrics and you saying some shit you really stand on you, the, you speak that energy into your life. That frequency is going to latch on to you. Everybody, you know, rapping, calling themselves DMONs. And they're going to have some in real life. Because low vibrational music has normalized it for people to refer to themselves as literal evil entities. Because they know that you speaking that over your life is going to invite them in. You know the phrase, say what you mean to me, what you say? Like, that's real shit. Don't let things come out of your mouth that you don't want to be present in your reality. Don't speak things that you don't mean or understand. Listen to music that makes you feel joyous and hopeful. Listen to music that makes you want to have a good day. Everything that you expose your mind to should be a reflection of what you want to be true for your reality. And that is all I have for you today. I really encourage everybody to listen to their music a little bit closer and see if the messages in it is something you want to identify with. And if not, I highly encourage you to be intentional in seeking out music that reflects the lifestyle you desire and the amount of peace and love you wish to have in your life. I also hope this episode encourages you to monitor your social media use, live in the moment, and stop getting on your apps as soon as you wake up. What the rest of the world has going on can wait because you're who matters the most. As y'all know, Out the Box Podcast is a place where we use critical thinking to free our minds from the conformity and norms of the world. And I hope I helped you all do that today. This is Out the Box Podcast. Until next time.